God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. It's another great day to serve the Lord. It's another great day to be alive, and God is good. And so today I am excited because I want to continue to talk to you about faith and just about um, being able to use your faith. And I know that, again, you hear so many things about faith and and you hear the word faith and you, you're almost saying like, I heard that before. But it doesn't matter how many times you hear it. It's important. Well, let me take that back. It does matter. You need to continue to hear it. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's important that you hear God's word. Look, I'm excited about this. You know, because again, we're born again Christians. We're believers, right? And if you don't learn about the God you serve, if you don't learn about his son who came down here to sacrifice his life, I mean, what good is it? And the only way that you can truly learn about God is through his word. And so let's pray and then we'll get into the word. Father, we just want to say thank you again for another opportunity to bring your word Father, we thank you for anointing the hearers to hear today. Holy Spirit, that you touch each person. Let your word go forth and meet them where they are. We need a word from you today. And so I submit myself right now, knowing God that we are workers with you. And Lord, thank you so much for allowing me to share this moment, this time. Holy Spirit, I look to you for guidance and for leadership. In Jesus' name, amen. And so... Like I was telling you, brothers and sisters, it's important for you that you really get to know God. Think about this for a minute. When you got saved, you got born again, right? You accepted the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So guess what? Where'd that faith come from? I mean, where did you get the ability to believe that Jesus died for your sins or that God raised him from the dead? Think about that for a minute. Yeah, you heard it in church, right? but you probably heard it multiple times or somebody witnessed to you. Somebody told you about the goodness of the Lord. And all of a sudden you had faith for that moment, right? And you accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior. And now you're born again, but it's important to know where, how do you continue this? Like, how do you foster a relationship or build a relationship with the Lord? How do you do that? Because that's, where you got to go with this. That's what's important because the people who know their God shall do exploits, right? And if you don't know God, then you won't do anything. And so Jesus, uh, God said, my people perish for the lack of knowledge, the, for the lack of understanding. And so I want to talk to you, continue to talk to you about faith and why it's so important, you know, and hopefully we can cut through some of that doubt that's out there. You know, sometimes people believe for some reason that God doesn't heal anymore or that healing has passed away or maybe God's doing a new thing so he's not healing people anymore. He's not doing those things that he did in the Bible, even though Jesus said that the works that I do, ye shall do greater works because I go to the Father. So I'm just wondering at what point, you know, did, did he stop doing what he's done in the past, seeing that he's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. So I'm just curious, like, when did God stop being God? And the answer to that question is, 
He hasn't. He's always been God and he always will be God. And that's who he is. So I really want to talk to you and get back into where we left off in the word. Now, brothers and sisters, you again, you were born again. You accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. God gave you a new nature. You're not the same person anymore. Your spirit has changed. You're no longer a part of the world. You're out of the world. And now you're you're in the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, things don't operate the way they operate in the world. You got to understand that the world system is controlled by Satan. Satan is the God of this world. When people say that God has everything under control, I look, I, I'm, I look in amazement because it tells me that they don't really know what they're talking about, right? When you say God has everything under control and then you try to say that this world system is part of that, then I'm going to tell you that you're confused and you don't know what you're talking about. Because first of all, God is not the God of this world. Okay, God created the heavens and the earth. He created the planet, but he didn't create this world system. Satan created this world system. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's the ruler of this world system. And what I mean by that is the way things are done, the way it operates, the fallen nature. Everything is designed to be so selfish. Everything is counter to what God's plan was. Everything. God planned for us to live forever. And yet you can't hardly, you know, live somewhere between 60 and, and 90 years if you're fortunate. Right. I mean, all that stuff, all of it came as a result of the fall. So this world system wasn't created by God. This world system was created by Satan, and Satan is the god of this world system. So you think about things like earthquakes and tornadoes and disastrous uh, things, that's all Satan. So let's get that straight, all right? But the kingdom of God, now God has that under control, absolutely. And see, you got to understand that God is organized. Think about this for a minute. As chaotic as the world is, why would God, how could he possibly be the author of that? How is it that for some reason people has put him in charge of that mess? God didn't create that mess. God is organized. Think about it. I mean, the earth spins on its axis. Everything is held in place. I mean, things in the universe run um, in a systematic way. God is very organized. God is the great, um, he's the great director. He, he's the, he's the great, um, he's the great organizer. God is, uh, the great creator. Everything he made was good. Everything he made was organized and it wasn't chaotic. Chaos came on the scene when Satan became the God of this world. And so that's what you have to understand. So stop blaming stuff on God because God didn't do it. Okay. So anyway, going back to, so now you're in the kingdom of God, you've been born again. So what's important? Well, number one is you got to get to know your God. And just like I said, the people who know their God shall do exploits, right? And so you get to know God through his word. The scripture says, study to show yourselves approved unto God as a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so as you get into the word, what happens is that your mind is changed. 
right? Because your spirit is already brand new. But think about this. Your mind is still the same. Your mind still has the ways of the world. This world system that you've been in all your life up until the point you got saved, your mind still thinks just like that. And so what you have to do is you have to get in the word so that you can renew your mind. That's the that's one of the important features of the word is that it will renew your mind because as you study and meditate the word, you will begin to think on the things of God and the ways of God. And you will begin to handle things like God handles them, not the way that we were designed to do it when we were born into this world. Because when we were born into this world, we were born apart from God. You got to understand that. Like every man that's born into this world, you know, he was conceived in sin and he was shaped in iniquity. So we didn't come into this world righteous. We came into this world apart from God. But when we accepted Jesus Christ, then we were reconciled back to God. And now we have eternal life. And so the beautiful thing about that is that we're going to heaven when we leave this body. When we leave this earth, we're going to heaven to be with the Lord. And we shall be with him forever. That's the beautiful uh, part of salvation. But listen, you have eternal life right now. The day you accepted Jesus Christ is the day that you got eternal life. You inherited an eternal life the day you asked Jesus to come into your heart. And I didn't say temporary life. I said eternal life. It can't ever leave you. Eternal life. That's with you forever and forever. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you until the end of the world. So that's that's important. So now you have to develop that relationship with him. And you'll do that through the word of God. The scripture says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law shall he meditate day and night. And so the scripture says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not wither. And that whatsoever things he doeth, shall prosper the scripture says the ungodly are not so but they're like the chaff which the wind driveth away and so what you have to understand is that as you you get into the word and as you begin to meditate the word and study the word the word begins to change your character and you begin to come become more like god now as you listen to the word you begin to develop faith for the things of god and so there we are back at that conversation we were having about faith. Now, I'm going to tell you that one thing I don't like is praying about something and I don't get an answer or praying about something. And I feel like maybe I missed it because, you know, there are times when you pray and thinking that you believe. Right. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, down the road, you figure out, you know what? I still haven't got what I asked for. And so you begin to rationalize, you know, and here's the crazy thing. The scripture says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And so it's important that we believe the word of God, that we believe what God says, because what God says is true. And it's important for us to act on the word. So if God said it, then we should be able to apply that scripture in our situation. We should be able to use the word of God 
for us to get an answer. And I found out, I think in the word, I found out sometimes that yes, I believe, but I wasn't taking it to that next level. That next level is actually exercising my belief, exercising my faith. The difference is faith and belief, you know, people think they're both the same, but they're not. Faith is an action word. Faith is putting God's word into action. In other words, believing what God says. Peter could have stayed in that boat and believed all day that um, that he was going to um, that he was going to walk on water. But until he walked on water, right? Uh, he didn't put this. He didn't put his faith to work, and so his faith worked once he walked on the water. Once he stepped out the boat, that was his faith. Now I'm going to tell you that Peter could have stayed in that boat and I'm telling you he would have just stayed there nothing would have happened he would have just stayed there and he could have believed all day but until he stepped out of that boat right and exercised his faith when Jesus said come right that's when Peter was in faith and what I'm telling you is that faith is an action word it's more than you just believe you do know that the devils believe God and they tremble they know God is real, right? That's what get me about atheists talking about they don't believe God. They don't believe in God. Yes, they do. Even the devils believe in God. And the Bible says that if you're not born of God, then Satan is your father. So you mean to tell me that the atheists, uh, they say they don't believe and their own father believes? Are you serious? I know that's a sidetrack. But anyway, so it's important, right, that, that we begin to do what God said do in the word. Now, think about this. Jesus was at a wedding in Cana and somehow they ran out of wine. And one of Jesus' most prominent miracles was when he turned water into wine. And so they didn't have wine. They ran out. And so um, they gathered water as Jesus instructed them. And they filled the uh, they fill these, these big, um, they're not barrels, but they were big pots. They filled them with water, right? And then Jesus had them to serve that. And as they served that, that water became wine. And it became some really good tasting wine because the host of the party said that typically you give the best wine out first, but in this case, you save the best wine for last. Because remember, they ran out of wine. So Jesus' mother said something that was very interesting. Whatever he says unto you, do it. That's where we are. That's why it's important to learn the word and to know the word so that you can do the word in faith and things will happen. Notice that when they obeyed Jesus, something happened. When Peter obeyed Jesus, he was able to walk on water. When the blind man obeyed Jesus and he went and washed his face after he was anointed his eyes with uh, with mud and clay, when he went to wash his face in the pool of Siloam, like Jesus said, he came back seeing. When the lepers went to show themselves to the priests on their way, uh, they were healed. And basically what it comes down to is doing what God said do. Not just believing it. Believing it is fine. You need to believe it. You got to believe it, but going that next level is trusting God and doing 
what he said do. And that's the reason why you don't see a lot of things in church and a lot of miracles amongst Christians is because we're good at saying we believe or that we trust God, that God's going to do it. But God said he already did it. So at what point will we take him at his word, right, when it comes to uh, healing, when it comes to all the things that he said he's done? When are we going to take him at his word? Because the truth is, if he said he's already healed us by his stripes, we are healed. Then why aren't we taking advantage of that? The Bible says healing is a children's bread. You do realize that we're under a new and a better covenant. And so the reason why we don't get results a lot of times is because, number one, we don't put our belief into action. We don't put our faith into action. And it becomes faith when you put it into action. That's when it becomes faith. That's when it works for you. All right, so we got to be able to take action, to do what God tells us to do. And at that point, we will see results. But we have to trust God and trust his word. Jesus said that if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You know that staying in his word will set you free. And so that's the important part about getting in the word, staying in the word, trusting God, because your trust is developed as you fellowship with him, as you learn his character, as you learn how good he is, you begin to trust him. Yet sometimes we don't come in trusting God because we've been hurt so many times, like some of us who wasn't brought up with a father. You know, when you told me that God was my father, immediately I related that experience to my earthly father. So it was tough for me to see God as a father until I had my own children and God began to show me how good he was through my children. And so I had to see that as good as I love and as much as I love my children, God loved me so much more. But I had to see it through that vein because I just, I couldn't get it because, you know, my father wasn't there for me. So, brothers and sisters, I am going to cut it short and uh, we're going to pick this up again and we'll go a little bit deeper. Again, I'm a pretty practical person and I'm telling you, I like to keep it practical and user-friendly. I, I can't do spooky. And some of this stuff out there is so spooky, it's not even usable. And we ought to be able to use the word to meet our needs. If God said he's already done it, he says he's already met our needs, then we need to trust and believe him. That's exactly what he's done. So brothers and sisters, I want to offer you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord, come on and pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. And Lord Jesus, I believe that God raised you from the dead. Jesus, I'm a, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. I repent of all my sins. And Lord, I accept you right now as my Lord as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you now in Jesus' name.
Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, you're a child of God. So what I want you to do is get you a good Bible and go to a good Bible believing church. In fact, you can download a Bible app and that's just as good. And I want you to start studying in the word of God to the New Testament, starting the book of Romans. You can read the book of Acts as well, but Romans and go on through to Corinthians, first and second Corinthians and just study, just just read and ask God to help you. Before you read the Bible, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. In fact, some of you all who are out there right now, maybe you haven't even been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so maybe you've never had that experience where you get filled with the Spirit and you speak with tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance. If you haven't, just raise your hands to the Lord right now and say, Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Trust Him, accept Him, receive Him, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, living words, living life. Let Jesus fill you right now. Brothers and sisters, if you believe that, I know it happened for you. If you have a problem with that, get in the Word of God and just study it and help. ask God to help you understand what that means. Well, brothers and sisters, this is Brother Leonard. I want you to have a great day and be blessed in everything you do. God bless you.